Algar Productions. You are listening to the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 298, covering Alice and Riddles. Hi, friends. Uh, Hello. Don't know if you can hear the... uh, the fatigue in my voice, but it's definitely I there. feel fatigued. Maybe there, we Con, haven't done that reference in a while. Yeah, maybe Khan spent all that time in the Botany Bay watching Voyager episodes. They're, they were just pumping Voyager directly into his uh, into his uh, tube. Yeah, I mean, I'd be pretty damn fatigued as well. We're, mm-hmm. we're barely into season six of seven, and I'm just ready to jump off a space magic dream cliff. Oh, thank Christ, you let me out. They were just about to make me watch Riddles. Oh, boy. Oh, God. I mean, we didn't even know what these episodes were going in just by title, Alice and Riddles. It's just like, hey, Matt, which one do you want? Oh, boy. Alice or Riddles? Oh. Uh-huh. I will I take know. the third option and walk away. <laughs> Russian roulette? How about that? Matt? Matt, where'd you go? Oh, Sound of man. door closing and car driving oh, away. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not doing this by myself. Matt, did you steal a car? You can't drive. <laughs> I'll take my chances. Crash. Yep. Well, Crash, smash, falls off cliff. Yeah. It's, it's like, oh, it's just bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let, let's just kick it off. Why don't you tell us what happens in Alice, which at least is not about Alice in Wonderland. Mm, that is so a, that, that is a plus. I guess. Uh, okay, so Voyager happens across the interstellar equivalent of a homeless man standing outside of a bus stop with some junk laid out on a sheet. And they just have to take a look. So the homeless man in question, Abaddon, whose name was definitely not pulled out of the big book of science fiction and fantasy sounding names, that's for darn sure, sells Voyager a bunch of random boring crap and also a sporty new ship for Paris to wank off over. Dude's only had the Delta Flyer for a year. He's already moved on. So Tom names the ship Alice because this is a thing that idiots do and then proceeds to start fixing her up. And then he starts going all shining on Bolana. See, the ship's been possessed by an evil AI because, of course, it fucking is. And it starts commanding him to fix it and then kidnaps him. Anyway, Voyager catches up to him and they kill Alice or whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Nicely done. Mm-hmm. I was writing so, yeah. this and I legitimately could not remember how they fixed the problem. And I'm like, I could guess I could go back and look. Uh, or I could do literally anything else. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. The thing is, a couple of a couple of listeners, you know, people from time to time who are watching along with us or have watched ahead, uh, will tell me, "Oh boy, this week Tom wants to fuck a shuttle." I'm like, okay, Tom's into a shuttle. There's no way he wants to fuck a shuttle. No, he literally wants to fuck a shuttle. Nope, and not in the sense that Kirk loved the Enterprise like a woman. Literally, no, in in the sense that the Planet Express ship wanted to have sex with Bender. Yeah. Only, literally, this this shuttle turns into a woman, at least in like to him, mm-hmm. a woman, by the way, that uh, is a girl he pursued and failed uh, to to hook up with. Of course. So that that adds an extra layer of creepy. Alice is the one that got away. She's this girl he wanted oh, to fuck. I forgot about that. That's yeah. Fucking. So that makes that's it even so worse. Season one, Paris. Yeah. Uh, in fairness, it is this is something that happened before he got on Voyager, but he shouldn't mm-hmm. be thinking about it anymore. I think the thing that really the thing that really bugs me about this episode is 
well, one of the things that really bugs me about this episode, for there are many, um, mm-hmm. just the fact that he stumbles upon this ship completely by accident. Like, later on, Abaddon uh, mentions that the guys that sold it to him said it was haunted, and it turns out he's been possessed by them or whatever. But, I mean, really, the only reason that anyone even... Tom just looks randomly out of, out of a window and sees it. It's like, this is not the best trap in the world. I Maybe it's like a siren. Maybe it called to him. I don't think... I just, like, that's a pretty ship. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It looks like a fucking blender to me, but uh, it's got this weird color. Like everything in it is this weird turquoisey like color. It looks like a 50s like blender. Well, and the 50s thing probably like was deliberate because Tom loves his stupid throwback oh, 20th century sense. stuff. Yeah. But I actually like the design of the ship. I guess it looks fine, you know. Like, like it was a, it was a cute looking like and it was cute. Like it was small and it was mm-hmm. just like it it wasn't it was just less boxy than your usual shuttle. I'm mm-hmm. I, look I'm struggling here. I need to find something. I I don't know, man. It's just I the thing is when people said Tom wants to fuck a shuttle, I'm like okay, that you can't possibly reduce this episode to one ridiculous sentence like that. No, turns out you can. Yeah, no. Tom wants to fuck a shuttle. And to the point where he gets angry at Balana for like interfering, he he starts like not going on duty. He does instead of having tussled hair this time, he's unshaven. Mm-hmm. I guess like the it, tussled hair wasn't working anymore. I guess. I just uh, just ah. Uh. We tried tussling his hair; it just makes him look handsome. All right, well, fucking grow out his beard or whatever, and put him I in a actually, stupid new jumpsuit. Oh yeah, there was the jumpsuit. Although, did you spot? I pointed this out when I was watching on Twitter, but it was like a week before, and you were probably at work at the time, so you might not have seen this. I was, was probably at work. Very brief. Mm-hmm. But uh, when he puts on his stupid jumpsuit, uh, Harry comes and says, hey, you want to wanna go play on the holodeck? No, not now. And Harry's also in his um, civilian outfit. Sure. Uh, Harry is wearing two belts in that scene. <laughs> a good old Harry two belts Kim. Yeah. It's ridiculous, and I and and thinking back, I think it was probably the costume for uh, uh, Captain Proton. Oh sure, <laughs> but they I, they didn't really like. He mentioned maybe going and playing Captain Proton, but still, two belts. What wh- what? <laughs> I just picture Harry just looking in the mirror. I need more belts. Yeah, I mean my pants are up, but I could, they could it be could, upper. It could be more up. Mm-hmm. What what makes a boy truly special? A belt. <laughs> Apparently, just hasn't heard about suspenders like. I, I guess. That's two belts, and you wear them a weird way. Harry, you'll love it. I don't oh, know. Maybe, boy. maybe the few, like, maybe Larry King really ruined that for the rest of everyone <laughs> forever. That's certainly possible. The amount of things Larry King has ruined for the 24th, or for the 24th century. Yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> you could list them in a, uh, in a stream of consciousness uh, uh, column, where you're just saying unrelated phrases separated by dot, dot, dots. Boy, you know, the things that I, that I personally, Larry King, have ruined for the 24th century. Suspenders, the radio, Norm MacDonald doing an impression of me, long lists, eh, my ugly face. No, there's there's definitely more than that. Ghosts and ghost busting. What does it mean? <laughs> also, garlic, as in unique. <laughs> That's one of the many products that he, oh uh, my God. he shills. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Uh, so did you manage to scavenge up a good thing out of the junk pile that was this episode? I I guess Abaddon looks kind of cool. Yeah, he was all right. His voice uh, was terrible. Oh, yeah, his voice was terrible. He had, like, a weird game show host voice for some reason. Mm. I don't know, but, like, I looked like the look of him. He's got, like, a weird uh, bone crap all over him. Yeah. You know, I'll take a new alien race. 
Yeah, I also and, like his uh, his greasy towel. I mean, trash hole. I mean, market marketplace. Well, and as soon as we pulled up to this uh, interstellar bazaar or whatever mm-hmm. it was meant to be, like it was like, oh boy, Neelix is going to say, "Hey, I used to do this," and of course he did. Hey, in fairness, this is a thing we know he actually did. It's Time for me to chime in him. with my but, chimes. Yeah, just like for a little while, there were the two of them talking. Ugh. And uh, yeah, Abaddon. By the way. Yeah, Abaddon. That's 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 not quite up there with those '90s names that I hate, but mm. uh, you're definitely not wrong. That is one of those sort of sci-fi like generic names. It's I'm almost dead certain I remember it from when I used to play uh, Warhammer 40k. It's also part of the name of a uh, Star Wars. Like I think it was originally Coruscant was going to be like Had Abaddon or something like mm. that. I think Abaddon's got to be like some evil biblical thing or something. Probably. Or a, a junk seller, just a just a guy who sells junk. If you know where, if you know the origin of the name Abaddon, write it down and mail it to the garbage. Yeah, I don't actually care that much. Mm-hmm. I, in a week, someone's gonna write us and tell us about Abaddon. I'm gonna say, who the fuck's Abaddon? Like, yeah, <laughs> these are those episodes where I'm gonna remember the the basic description, but I'll, absolutely nothing about the episode otherwise. Uh, well, this one automatically becomes Paris fucks a ship. So yeah, the thing once again, that's actually what it's about. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a reductive joke, but literally, the reason she convinces him to do all this stuff is because he wants to fuck her. He wants to put mm-hmm. his dick in her. Yep. And what? Ugh. What? Okay. Uh, th- that sort of leads me to my bad thing. Sure. They knew when they picked up this ship that they had that it had an alien neural interface. That's how it works. You plug sure, it into it's your one brain. Of the, it's one of the selling points. Right. That was my red flag that something would inevitably go wrong. Me, just a normal guy living 300 years before this story takes place, mm-hmm. saying, well, that doesn't seem right. And yet, nobody seemed concerned. Uh, they also seemed at least one full step behind Tom as he was acting more more suspicious, like mm-hmm. stealing things to get this thing working, not showing up to work, yelling at his girlfriend. Just like nobody seems to like, like clearly the thing's taking over his mind. This happens in Starfleet constantly. Maybe there should be a rule about not hooking up strange mental probes directly to your brain. Or at the very least, have the doctor check it out before you hook it to your brain. Fucking, like, six seconds into this episode. Oh, the, you, you realize if you put this on your head, it's going to try to possess you because the AI is evil. Oh, well, fucking delete that AI right now. But we've talked a lot about how there's no quarantine procedures in Starfleet. And again, yeah. it enables the story, and I don't actually care that much. But you should at least pay a little lip service to the fact that these people are supposed to be trying to be safe and good at their jobs. If if some strange new alien thing comes in that interacts with your body or your mind mm. in any way, you should check it out or not do it. Also, by the way, they bought it from the sketchiest guy in the world. Like, Yeah, who's who was all about no refunds. If it kills you, it's not my problem. Bye. Like, like some crazy guy tries to sell me a book. I'm at least going to look, make sure the pages don't have piss on them. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, yeah at least at least give it a sniff. Yeah, Jesus Christ. If nothing else. Get your shit together, Voyager. You've been out here a while now. But this is, this is you know, this is just lazy Star Trek writing. And uh, like, I would say just like a Starfleet thing. Like, there's no quarantine because they're mm. always beaming on strange alien stuff that ends up doing bad things to you. Yeah. And this falls under that. There's no, like, they're so... Like the, I think the way the the writers approach it is like Starfleet is so dedicated to exchanging things with other cultures and and being open to, you know, what other cultures have to offer that they couldn't possibly imagine that there might be something bad. 
well, that just makes Starfleet sound seem naive, which they definitely yeah. shouldn't be at this point. Like, there are guys for Christ's sakes. It's horrible when it, when they look stupid. Yeah, but that's that seriously just like seeing this happen over and over again across mm-hmm. four series now. It sure seems like Starfleet just trusts any old alien that shows up. Oh sure, just like plug it into your brain. What could happen? Hey, buddy. Well, what, what could happen? Hmm. This probably won't end disastrously. Well, look, it ended disastrously. Oh, what a shock. And the thing is, like, apparently this ship has been trying to get back to whatever anomaly it lives in or whatever for uh-huh. a really long time, and it couldn't find a pilot good enough, and he's the first one that's good enough. And there's the germ of a not terrible idea there, I guess. I mean, but, eh. at first, like, I legit thought the ship was not, like, possessed. Like, it wasn't an AI. I legit thought the ship was possessed by, like... Like, it was an alien that, like, lived in technology or something, which I thought was a cool concept. I thought that's kind of what it was. Yeah? Okay. I don't know. I didn't... I wasn't super clear on it, but... But, um... You know, like, the concept's not terrible, but, like, the execution is just awful. It is. And also, I'm sick of Tom falling in love with ships. Well, this is your bad thing, right? It is my bad thing. I'm just done with it, man. Like, fucking give me something new. No. We won't be doing that. Also, while I'm on the topic, uh, there's a scene where uh, Tom is supposed to be being bonded to Alice, mm-hmm. where like that, which basically amounts to him being uh, tied down to the chair and have wires stuck in his chest. And all I'm thinking is like, this could be really cool and grotesque and body horror-y as he's slowly being engulfed by the ship. And instead, it just looks like you shoved like a, not just not just wires into his chest, but a bunch of but a bunch of silly colored straws. Yeah. Here's neon green and neon pink and neon well, orange. It it's is, like it's, my backpack in 1992. I was going to say, this this show is made in, and now we're up to like 1999, I think. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, they probably recycled the props. Remember the, the, the weird glowy straw things that were appearing around the Enterprise in late next gen? Oh, sure. They That one episode, you know what I'm talking about? Or just I do. Like some weird, silly string showed up or whatever. Like, that's... Uh, yeah. They probably just recycled those props. I just, I, 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 my notes are like, uh, hey, remember, I, I know we've done 80 episodes about Tom fixing up an old shuttle, but hear me out. What if we did an episode about Tom fixing up an old shuttle? <laughs> like, that's it. He just did this. We just did the Delta Flyer. We've and... barely, I've, I've been noticing we've barely seen the Delta Flyer in the last half season or so. Like, mm-hmm. the show got bored with it already. Yep. And I guess the... Tom did too. The show, like Tom. Yeah. Oh, I gotta have a new ship to work on, otherwise what the hell's the point of anything? How about your, what about your wife? What about you shut up? No, they're not married yet. I'm Tom Paris. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, I keep forgetting. Because they think... were married for an episode. <laughs> no, the melty versions of them got married, which didn't count. Ugh. Yeah. Let's not forget what show we're watching now. You're really starting to hurt me, Voyager. You know starting? like <sighs> The thing is, like, you know, I, all through this. Like, I've been able to, like, the characters that I like. Or, like, we'll have good episodes. But the episodes are getting worse, and the characters I like are being written poorly. Yeah. You know, like, I like Jane Wynn. She's been written at a character really consistently lately. Fucking, I like Tom, but I'm sick of this stupid, like, fucking crap they keep making him do. You know? Well, the, the, the thing is, it's like there's only one thing about him. Like, mm-hmm. 
if if one of his interests was fixing fixing up old vehicles, okay, that's fine. He's a pilot. He likes to fly different weird things. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But there's got to be more than that. That can't be the only thing you're into. And okay, there was Captain Proton briefly, but that's gone now. Yeah, like, I he mean, that was another have... thing. That was another thing I liked about him. And it, like, we don't do it. I, it's just in the background now. Yeah. No, it seems like, the one thing they keep coming back to is this, and it was I, like the Delta Flyer was mildly interesting, mm-hmm. not not amazing, but not bad. But yeah. okay, now that's done. Now well, let's do something else. No, we won't be doing that. Uh, it's just it, the the show's really feeling like it's spinning its wheels, and like yeah, like it, it feels like everyone just thinks the show is over somehow. Well, it's and it's, it's like I said, like, a, you, like a, a season, like almost two seasons left. Yeah, we're barely into six, so yeah, almost two full. And seasons. just everyone feels tired. And it's like I was saying a week or two ago, with DS Nine ending, you got all those writers now mm-hmm. who presumably are looking for work. Ron Moore came over. I would imagine one of the, one or more of the others maybe tried to. Like, sure, you got you got a great writing staff of guys who know Star Trek. Mm-hmm. You got like. All, the, all like you had two shows going at the same time. Now you have the opportunity to, to combine forces and and make this dream team of all the best guys on one show. Mm-hmm. And they don't seem to be doing that. No, it's just like fucking. Ugh. And it's, it's like I said, Brandon Braga when... and Joe Minoski and Brian well, Fuller, who I'm continually continually disappointed in. Yeah, I know he wrote one of these two episodes. I forget which one, but I'm mad at him for both of them. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it, and it's like I mentioned when you read the, the 50 year mission books, the, the oral history, like you can see Braga and a couple other guys saying like, yeah, we're out of ideas. We don't like every time yeah. someone pitched something to us, we'd say we did that before we did that mm-hmm. before. And it's like, okay, maybe it's time to stop. Well, I mean, at this point there'd been so much Star Trek. I can't say yeah. as I'm shocked. No, we're, we're I, about episode like 600 of 750 or something yeah. ridiculous like that. Like there've been well over 500 episodes of Star Trek. So, yeah. Well, yeah, it's got to be 600, because we're about on episode 300, and we cover two a week. Yep. So, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Remember back in the back in the early days when we would do three episodes when we, had a, when we had a guest? Yeah, occasionally we would do that. Ridiculous. That was ridiculous. And That's too remember, many episodes. Or when we did the animated series, and we did, like, six. Yep. In, a, in, a, in an episode. Oh, we needed to burn through the animated series. Well, that and it was only half an hour. That's true. And there's really only like one plot point to talk about per episode. Yep. Get nostalgic about old episodes of this show. Yeah, you know, I I think I'd rather watch the animated series than this at this point. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Remember Bem? I'd watch Bem again. Oh, hell yeah. This one would much rather watch Bem. Or that one with Cuckoo Khan? <laughs> yes. Cuckoo Khan. Who, by the way, was just supposed to be the, the Aztec god Quetzalcoatl, but they didn't want to say Quetzalcoatl. Well, they, then they'd have to pay the rights. <laughs> because Mildred and Patty Hill own the copyright to Quetzalcoatl, <laughs> I guess. And two things they own is the birthday song and Aztec myth. <laughs> Those miserly old crones. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you, Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of the show, Paul F. Tompkins. Probably. Oh, man. I would legit give my left nut for him to like this show. I don't know that he's into Star Trek. He likes Doctor Who. Yeah. But I he, I never heard him say he I know Star he was Trek. on some Doctor Who podcast. Yeah. It wasn't a very good show. I know. I listened to it. I'm like, oh, I like Paul F. Tompkins. I know people who like Doctor Who. 
there's a there's a point uh i the the comedy bang bang live action show is actually a lot of fun you should watch it like oh yeah i've been meaning to check that out it just ended actually Mm. and there's a bunch of it on netflix um but uh, in the very last episode he's in character as as andrew lloyd weber like the whole time andrew well that's how that show works is no 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 the thing is usually they get a real guest and then like a fake guest near the end oh it's rare for them to have the fake guest the whole time Oh, maybe I'm thinking of the podcast where it's just eight hours of people in character. Ah, oh, that could be. But at one point, they're just they're riffing, and it's getting real weird. Uh-huh. And he breaks character for a minute. He doesn't have his accent. And he said, can anyone be enjoying this? <laughs> it just it felt like us. <laughs> that is the most Paul F. Tompkins line, too, I've ever heard. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. But it, it, you get to that point in podcasting. You're like, okay. We've we've been talking about different strokes for ten minutes instead of this Star Trek episode we're supposed to be covering. Sure. Can anyone be enjoying this? <laughs> I'll tell you this: I'm enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. I mostly. I'm, the thing is, I'm enjoying this part of it. Yes. Having to watch Voyager, not so much. No. But what are you gonna do? I think from now on we should not watch Voyager, and we'll just make up what we think the episode was about. Yeah. We'll just go back to like the early days of our other podcast, where it's just me and you fucking around for an hour a week. Yep. <laughs> Those crazy make-em-ups. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. Okay. So, uh, in, uh, I'm, I'm going through my notes. Um, at one point, uh, Tom, is it, like, the, the shuttle's got Tom flying to whatever anomaly it lives in or whatever. And he's flying too close to the sun, and they mention the Icarus legend. Mm-hmm. Because they don't understand. Like, he says, we don't need to worry about flying too close to the sun. We have shields. Do you mm. even know how metaphors work? Yeah, like, seriously. I, uh, Paris is even like that's my favorite myth. I'm like, you know how that myth ends, right? Yeah, not well. No, didn't work no. out for Icarus. No, not at all. Or Kid it, well, at least until he was reincarnated as a tiny angel in the game Kid Icarus. Right. Which, which I would be, also rather be playing. Not to be confused with Wall Street Kid, which you would not rather be playing. Mm, no. Although if Wall Street Kid met Kid Icarus, Wall yeah. Street Kid. I- I'm just gonna Wall Street Kid Icarus. <laughs> Damn it! I thought you were gonna say I thought I think it would go a little something like this. <laughs> I felt like that's where you were going with that. Uh, unfortunately, neither of them talked, so I can't. I don't have much of an impression there. Oh, fair enough. I'm Kid uh, Icarus on Wall Street. No, I don't like it. No, you sound like Miss Piggy. <laughs> More like Kid Piggerus. Oh, hilarious. My uh, good thing for this episode. Oh, did you find one? Ah, uh, sort of. Uh, near the end, uh, there was a, a, someone got a card from Naomi Wildman, which was cute. Mm-hmm. R- reminded me of a thing I still like about the show, which technically sure. wasn't even in this episode. But Naomi Wildman exists, so that's uh-huh. something. At this point, I am willing to blow up Voyager and have the entire show be about, uh, Seven and Naomi Wildman escaping in the Delta Flyer. <laughs> oh no, I want them clinging to a plank a la, uh, Titanic. <laughs> Only they both live. And then at the end, an old seven throws her throws a uh, diamond into the sea. No, it throws like her Borg eyepiece into the sea or something. God damn it. You know how hard it was to find that thing? You know how much <laughs> that thing is worth? God damn it, old woman. All right. I hate Titanic. Yeah, I know you do. You just don't like James Cameron, I don't think. I used to like James Cameron. You don't like anything he did after, like, Aliens, I'm guessing. Aliens and, uh, wait, did he do, Ter- yeah, he did Terminator, not Terminator 2. Yeah, he also did Terminator 2. He did. Oh, he okay. bowed out after that. All right, that's three that I like. Okay. But, 
but definitely not Avatar. And I think The Abyss is good. Wait, did he do The Abyss? Yeah, he did The Abyss. That was good. The director's cut is way better. Hmm. It's also like four hours long. Yeah. So? I'm a busy man. I have a lot of Voyager I have to watch. Damn it, Voyager. I could be watching The Abyss right now. (laughs) You got anything else for this episode, or can we... Uh, uh... Let me have a look at my notes here. No. I got like eight notes here. Uh, I got I got lots, but most of them are angry. I'm waiting for I was waiting for this episode to just turn into Christine in space. Yeah, that would have been the, sh- the ships just running people over. That would have been oh, something. Oh oh oh! I have one note here. I really wanted uh, I wanted yeah, to talk absolutely. about. Okay. Um. So like, there's a point where uh, Balana is like worried about Tom. She goes to the captain to be all like, "Fucking something's wrong with Tom." Uh huh. And fucking the thing she. she Jane was like, "Look, he's under stress or whatever. It's fine." And then mm-hmm. she goes, "He attacked me. He he physically attacked at me." And all Kate does is go, "That doesn't sound like Tom." Jesus yeah. Christ! No, it's it's like I was saying. Everyone's like two steps behind him, and also just blatantly ignoring all the stuff he's doing. Yeah, like come on, Janeway. Like at the like, you want to do one of your officers is like, "This guy attacked me." You want to do something about that? Nope. I don't eh. think we'll be doing that. Like, at the very least, it's a sign that he's been possessed by fucking some goddamn thing. I mean, people are getting possessed all the time. That's just a fact of Starfleet life. Yep. People be getting possessed. It it even happened on The Good Show. Like, DS9 had possession episodes. Like, it just happens. Keiko was possessed by the devil. (sighs) Did we make the joke that how can you tell? I'm sure we must have. We must have. Yeah. I miss Deep Space Nine. Yeah, I also miss. Deep I've been Space watching Nine. that. Uh, simply having a wonderful Deep Space Nine video <laughs> on repeat lately. That's pretty great. Uh, Which, if you haven't heard of it, is exactly what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. It's great. It is. It's it's uh, it's, it's on the, it's on our Tumblr somewhere. Yeah, there's a there's a handful of people I follow on Twitter, at, at least two that I know of, uh, mm. who are currently watching DS Nine, and I'm just like, oh, I mean, I guess I could too. I, my thing is, I bet I'd get confused and start like saying observations about that in Voyager yep. and I don't want to give them any credit they don't deserve at all because mm-hmm. no Ugh. so alright let's uh, you got a quote yeah I this might be this might be the earliest in the episode I've ever picked a quote from like literally all you'll have to do to, to get it is turn the episode on and hit play or hit record oh, man I gotta hit the I gotta turn the episode on I know sweetie I know alright All right, all right, hold on. If you were married in 2304 and your daughter was conceived during your 11th Ponfar, that would make you 162 years old. Incorrect. Come on, Tom, the man's not a day over 140. We know you were at least 100 when you joined Starfleet the second time, so I'm guessing you're around 133? Also incorrect. I'm afraid you both lack sufficient data to reach a logical conclusion. Come on, Tuvok, tell us. I see no reason to enlighten you. Don't tell me Vulcans are embarrassed about their age. On the contrary, we value the wisdom that comes with advancing years. In that case, how wise are you? Wise enough to end this inquiry. Wow, that's a quote. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. All right, Al, why don't you tell us about riddles? Riddle, riddle, riddle me that. No, I can't do the voice. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Tuvok is returning from an away mission with Neelix and gets struck by some kind of magic lightning that gives him an- amnesia. Fortunately, his very best pal in the entire galaxy, Neelix, is here to nurse him back to health. 
I don't mean that he's literally going to nurse him, but please enjoy that mental image now. No, I mean Neelix is going to remold Tuvok's personality in his own image. Even more than that time the two of them shared a body. Because this time they're both just going to be Neelix. No, really. Now Tuvok is prancing around in his gym jams, cooking desserts for people, and throwing little temper tantrums. Meanwhile, Voyager meets up with some kind of space molder who believes that Tuvok was attacked by mythical shadow creatures that his own government has disavowed all knowledge of. Sadly, he didn't bring a space scully along to roll her eyes and whisper, Yes, I know how stupid this sounds to the captain. So they build some kind of mythical shadow creature detection device with the help of Tuvok, who bakes a key piece of information into a cake. <coughs> no, seriously. The mythical shadow creatures are discovered, Tuvok gets his memory back, and the episode ends with a dad joke. It is, to quote my esteemed co-host, a whole to-do. Thank you. Yeah. That's that's our like shorthand for a Voyager episode. Now. I, legit a whole thought you, I legit thought you were going to say Tuvok gets his groove back. Uh, no, Which he well, can also do. Here's the thing, and this actually goes into my bad thing. The moral of the story seems to be serious guys actually secretly want to have fun, and I kind of hate that. You are right. Not just as a fairly uptight guy my own self, but mm. as someone who likes, you know, variety in my characters. Diversity, one might also say. As, as the D in I-D-I-C. Mm. Not, not everyone wants to tell dumb jokes and cook desserts. Some people like their lives the way they are. Yeah. Seven strikes me as such a character. So does Tuvok. He's mm. not repressing anything. This is just how he chooses to lead his life. The implication that he just needs to relax and spend time with the nutty, fun-loving character to find his true self really bothers me a lot. That it's such an 80s comedy concept, you know? Like, Yeah, well, hey, Dad, what if you switched places with me and learned how, how it was fun to be a kid? Ugh. Shut up. No. Like, this is not... I know what they're going for here, and it's it shows a complete lack of grasp of Tuvok as a character. Yeah, what they're saying is his Vulcanness is what gets in the way of him actually having fun, which is what he really wants. No, yeah. he's... He's, like, they open the, no, it was the other episode, they had that cute little, like, how old is Tuvok scene. Mm -hmm. Which I actually liked, that was kind of cute. Yeah, that was my quote. Where they were trying to, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I don't pay attention to these things, Matt. <laughs> no, I, I, I enjoyed that. And the thing is, we don't actually know exactly how old he is, but we know he's well over 100 because mm -hmm. he served on the Excelsior with Captain Sulu. Yeah. So he's had a lot of time to figure out who he is and what he wants out of life. Yeah. And this is clearly who he is and what he wants out of life. Like, the, 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 I'm so angry. Okay. <clears throat> the very idea that, like, like, first of all, that we were going to go with an amnesia plot. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's way. stupid, but, you know. Like, a fucking space bowling ball fell on Tuvok's head, <laughs> and now he thinks he's a space millionaire mob boss or whatever. Yeah. But, like, and, and then the care, uh, the care of... Tuvok is given to Neelix who literally as you say just molds him into a friend for Neelix they're at one point they're wearing matching aprons like mm -hmm. matching wacky aprons he wants to make like oh you want to be more like me don't you I I don't I guess I do because that's the first thing I heard and I remember nothing there, there's a scene where they're 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 baking and Kate comes in and just is talking to the both of them and all I can think is like why aren't you angry about this? That guy is your best friend. Yeah, and you guys have known each other for for decades. Yeah, that, like that guy on the ship. That guy is the that is the person you are closest to on this ship. Yeah, and it's like you don't even care. 
Oh, well, you've turned him into a little you. That's nice. I guess Goodbye. This is, I guess this is my old, dear friend who I go to for advice all the time. This is what he's always wanted, like, I guess. The, 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 the therapy for the character is horrible. And the thing is, they just let Neelix, like, burst his way into sickbay, and, like, he basically, like, bullies the doctor into letting him take care yeah. of Tuvok. Which like, is... Everyone not... knows he doesn't like him. It's not that he's repressing... Like, it's not like Spock and Bones, where Spock mm -hmm. pretended not to like Bones, but they were obviously good friends. He doesn't like him. Yeah. He just straight up does not like Neelix. Ugh. Just it, like the rest of us. It, It's just... It's, re on, it's really sickening, honestly. Yeah. And just, well, like, I like Tuvok, the character, a lot. Like, he's one of the guys. He's one of the guys I like on this show. Yeah, and honestly, I like... Uh, like this is the only time I don't hate Neelix is mm. the contrast between them and the, the, the comedy that comes from Neelix acting stupid and mm. Tuvok basically wanting to smack him. Yeah. One of the things I like about Tuvok is that Tuvok is a jerk. Yeah. Tuvok is a jerk who likes one person on the ship and maybe seven now. Yeah. And he and seven can sometimes bond over being jerks because yeah. they're both kind of the same. And this entire mission is a huge inconvenience that takes him away from his family. And yeah. He, but like, you know, he's a Vulcan, so he does, you know, the Vulcan thing by like, you know, trying not to let this stuff get to him. But he hates all of these people and he's mad all the time. Yeah. That's why I like Tuvok. But he uses his Vulcan shit to keep it in check. But yeah, yeah. underneath, it's not that he wants to have fun. It's that he wants to slug somebody. Yeah. Also, this is the guy who has the choke Neelix simulator. But yes. Yes, that wasn't a dreamer or an imaginary tale. That was that was a real thing he has. Mm -hmm. He has a, a, a holodeck simulation where he goes and abuses, physically abuses Neelix to make himself feel better. <sighs> that really exists. But uh, no, apparently. Plus, didn't we already do this? Yes, we did. This, in Tuvix, didn't they already learn a entire, lesson about giving a care? Yeah, this entire episode reminded me of, of Tuvok. Like, the whole thing at the end is about, like, Tuvok not wanting to go back to being Tuvok. He wants to stay a yeah. cake-making idiot. Um, but, like, but like we've already, we've addressed all this. Tuvok is one of the – or Tuvix is one of the best episodes of Voyager. Yeah. And, like – inexplicably like, but yeah it just feels like you're trying to make that again but by hitting by hitting the original tuvix with a spoon yeah like no there's, be there's something new there's no underlying tragedy here the thing about tuvix it was horribly sad because we created a new life form that we are then murdering yeah and he's he's looking at you with his sad soulful eyes and begging you not to murder him and he does it anyway yeah this episode is tuvok is sick in this episode yeah. Tuvok is sick and we are not giving him the correct care to make him better. Yeah, he's just acting wildly out of character and it's supposed to be funny and sweet and it's not. Like, it's not a matter of they've made a new person. Like, this no. person is... We have an existing person who is broken. Yeah. Ugh. I, uh, mm. Yeah, all of this said, my good thing was I didn't like the way he was acting at all. But I just on in pure, like acting like thespian terms mm -hmm. tim russ did a great job he did a great job of letting like if you forget all that vulcan stuff and you have the emotions and you no longer have the like uh, you know elaborate system of of mental checks and balances to keep that like under control you, you're gonna let it all slip out and he did that mm -hmm. and it was actually fairly subtle at first like his tone is a little different he smiles a little bit he never overplays it like something like you might expect mm. him to like it, it works because 
you realize what he does to play Tuvok usually, like how stiff he is and how his expression is. And all he did was soften up his face a little. He didn't scowl and like it made a big difference. I liked it. Mm. Yeah. I hated that he was acting that way, but he acted that way well. Mm. That's all. Speaking of, though, this is another thing I was thinking about during the episode is I can't remember if this is just a thing we made up or if this has actually been talked about. But, like, don't Vulcans have, like, super strong emotions? That's why they do the whole logic thing to keep those emotions in check. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Like, so shouldn't those emotions be, like, a big deal if Tuvok is suddenly just doesn't have, like, that logic anymore? Well, I don't know that there's anything to really, like, apart from frustration that he can't remember. I don't know that there's anything to really like make him feel I mean, one way or another you know you, i mean you might be right still but, though one more thing to hate about this episode i well yeah I have we, haven't even, we haven't even gotten to your bad thing yet so what was that uh it's just so much fucking neelix just run around capering doing neelix shit yeah you want one single episode that illustrates what we don't like about neelix here you go mm-hmm. i feel like you should just i feel like the entire episode would just be quicker if they just like let him dance around the halls with a feather he just, like, really, this exemplifies everything. I don't like, like, butting in where he doesn't belong. Yeah. Like, taking over things that are way outside of his expertise. You, you I, are not, you are not a therapist. You are not a, uh, you are not a, uh, like. No, you are not qualified to do this. And uh, granted, there is no ship's counselor. There is no one like that. The doctor is really yeah, all you got. Yeah, the doctor. The doctor who, should be doing this. Who is not a real life form, so it's difficult to nurse someone back to emotional health when you're this a computer. Is... Honestly, this is a thing Janeway should be helping with. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I know as she's his friend. More, I know she's busy. Yeah, as the captain, maybe not, but as his friend. Yeah, like, she should... The duty should fall to his closest friend, which the episode, for the purposes of this episode, apparently is Neelix. Yeah. That's the whole... The whole philosophy of this episode is Tuvok secretly likes Neelix, which is patently untrue. No, we've we've talked about this. Like, like the show has gone over this. He doesn't mm-hmm. like him. Yeah. This is like, not, like, where he's got, like, a hidden respect for him or whatever. No. This is, I hate this guy so much. They shared a body, they got split back apart, and he still doesn't like him. Yeah. That much is certain. Like, if anything was going to make you be friends, sharing a body is going to do that. Yeah, because then you have the full opportunity to explore exactly what makes you like this. Maybe, maybe he's not annoying like I thought. Maybe he's actually tragic. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, maybe he's hiding some horrible pain. Maybe, you know, now I get it. But yeah. No, it's not like that. No, that's why Martin Short and uh, Martin Short and uh, uh, Dennis Quaid are such good friends. What? Because they shared a body. Oh, right from inner space. Yes. Wow, that's a deep cut. It is a deep cut. I like that movie, but it was like Martin Short, where are you going with this? <laughs> Sorry, it took me a minute to even remember who what Dennis Quaid's name was. That's okay. You said Dennis Quaid, and I know who Dennis Quaid is, but I pictured Randy Quaid. (laughs) Well, stop it. Believe me, no one wants to stop it more than me. (laughs) The human version of Neelix. Oh, Actually, that's that's more Martin Short, I think. Yes. Martin Short would be like the real-life Neelix. Hey, what about something funny? Let's build a cake. Let's fall down. Ugh, the cake. Hey, are you guys making Arrested Development in here? Let me just bust in. Yeah. Hey, I heard you're you're trying to get a bunch of like classic comedy guys on this show. Why don't I be on it? Mm. Oh God. Literally thrown into the episode. Yep. Ugh. Speaking of cakes, though. Oh yeah. This was your good thing. Yep. Tuvok makes a cake that isn't that weird plastic purple cake they always whip out when they need a fucking cake on Voyager. 
which is all the fucking time. Why do you need so many fucking cakes, Voyager? I thought you were a spaceship, not a cake ship. Stop having cakes all the time. Cake boss. <laughs> oh, we just explored this new quadrant or whatever. Let's have another fucking cake. I just, what I want more than anything is to see Neelix at the top of a very tall staircase <laughs> carrying 10 cakes. Ten plastic purple cakes. Stop! But I want him to realistically fall down the stairs. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, my spine! He's just at the bottom of the stairs with two broken legs. The bone is sticking out of one of them. Yeah, arm is bent the wrong way. I don't... I can't... I can't feel my legs. Kill me, Mr. Vulcan. Please. Yeah. It's it's so dark. So lonely. (laughs) Now, the cake thing, to me, is like, it reminded me of that dumb next-gen with the cellular peptide cake mm-hmm. with mint frosting. Just, sure. Like, Star Trek sure likes cake. Uh-huh. It's not just Voyager, is what I'm saying. It's it's all of them. I will say this. The only thing, like, I actually kind of liked about this episode is... <laughs> Was the cake? No. I, I like I like Tufak being good at baking. Okay. It's just, no. it's not a thing he does because he has literally no interest in it. Well, but no. it's just, but like you know, it's a thing he's good at. I, I, was, I mean, I I'm I'm not a huge like, as I understand it, like uh, cooking, like mm-hmm. like proper, just like making meals is is more of an art because you can you can change this, you can change that, but baking is more science. You have mm-hmm. to measure out exact things. So maybe it's that disciplined Vulcan, like you use exactly a cup of this and exactly a quarter teaspoon of this and yeah. so on and so on. Like maybe that's why I don't know. That's what I was thinking too. And, like, when the episode ends, and it ends on that stupid fucking dad joke that I hate. Oh, yeah. Like, I literally, I thought the way this the episode was going to go, like, was, because I, I knew they were going to do, they were, he was going to come back, Tuvok was going to come back in and be completely back to normal, and Neelix was going to be all, ah, is there anything left of that guy I tried to make you be in there? And no. the thing that was going to come back was that, like, Tuvok bakes now. Like, it's a thing he likes doing. And instead, it was a stupid fucking, that fucking riddle from the beginning of the episode. Well, it's because that's that lazy, hacky, like, the thing you do in the teaser, the thing you're talking about applies to what happens in the rest of the episode every single time. You got to bring it all back. Got to tie it up in a neat, stupid bow. Well, and also, we called it riddles, so we should probably have some riddles in here. Yeah. Otherwise, we're just going to have to call it cakes. Uh, That would be okay. I would love an episode of Star Trek called Cakes. I wouldn't. Enough cakes. Can we have, like, a cake moratorium, please? Ooh, the cake moratorium would be a good episode. There you go. Ugh. Where we find out all the various cakes on Starfleet ships over the years were actually aliens. Mm-hmm. And they're invading or something. We've been hiding among you for many years now. Ooh, you could call the episode, You Said You'd Bake Us a Cake. <laughs> you Said You'd Bake Us a Cake. You Said You'd Bake Us a Cake. You Said You'd Bake Us a Cake. <laughs> Uh, what else? Let's see. Talked about cakes. <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> let's let's talk about uh, who, the guy I called Space Mulder. Oh yeah, I barely noticed that guy. I that mean, guy, you're right. He was very Mulder. I, well, yeah. I mean, the whole thing was my society does not believe that there are these shadow people from the shadow realm. Uh huh. Which is what they called them. Like mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not like punching that up to make it sound more. 90s. No, no. Uh, uh, Voyager is literally uh, invaded by the aliens from Babylon Five. Yeah. The okay. shadow people. I mean, I'm gonna take your word for that. I don't. And know. And their tentacles. I haven't thought about the bad guys from Babylon Five in forever. <laughs> but yes, they are the shadow people. Very well. 
Oh, well, who who no, knows no, who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Apparently, the shadow people and their tentacles. Yeah. I uh, always knew they must have tentacles. Yeah, but you got this space Mulder, who's the only one who believes in it, and that I guess that's okay. Mm-hmm. But the guy who plays him um, was the uh, uh, murderous husband from uh, uh, Desperate Housewives. He was also in Mad Men for mm-hmm. a little while. Like he usually plays kind of a sleazy guy, so I didn't trust him. He weirdly reminded me of Wayun, and I don't know why. Maybe it was the makeup. I could see that. He's a little Weasley. That that might that might have been it too. Yeah, he's just he's a little untrustworthy. But it turned out he was right, and mm-hmm. there were like secret shadow people lurking, and uh, and it was their fault that Tuvok got space amnesia. And that's I don't think Braga wrote this one, but that sure felt very Braga. These aliens uh-huh. you can't see until you shine a special light, and there they are all around us, and they're infiltrating our ship. And mm-hmm. ah, shut up, stop it. Yeah. Also, blow their minds. No, my mind is not blown. Are you sure? Tuvox was. Tuvox was gone. <laughs> Blown out the airlock. Yep. But I, I don't know. The, the, the guy, I wanted to like this character, but he just kind of annoyed me. And I wanted him to be wrong, and he wasn't. And it was just basically like he was there to move the plot along, and there mm. just was nothing to him. And, you know. Ugh. I Just like, yeah. He barely registered with me, honestly. Yeah. Like... If I had written this summary, I don't even think I would have included him just because. I, nah, I wanted to him. point out he was like Mulder. That was yeah, basically. no, you're right. He was like Mulder. When I write a summary, <laughs> I, was the alien. When I write a summary, I, I go back and forth between should I mention the plot that happened and what are my best jokes. Yep. <laughs> That's and usually I I err on the side of jokes because the, the plot was. Well, we're supposed to be a comedy podcast, honestly. Are we? I think that's the deal. I thought we were a baking podcast. We could be two things. I mean, based on based on the overwhelming uh, quantity of cake talk. Let's bake up some jokes. Oh, just terrible. I'll use my science, which is the best way to get jokes. Uh, yeah, absolutely it is. Mm-hmm. Rule of threes and so yeah. forth. Yes. Um, and the K sound. At, at one point, I, the K sound is actually pretty funny. It's true. At one point, uh, the phrase jumble of rods <laughs> was uttered. And How is that the, not your quote? I don't know, but at the, well, when you hear my quote, you'll understand. But uh, at at that point, uh, Harry and Neelix and and uh, uh, Chuck were all on the screen. And I just, my note was jumble of rods is a good name for this group of characters. <laughs> Oh, and then right after that, I was screaming because uh, Seven was getting advice from Neelix. Oh, good. Because she's all, once again, I'm too uptight. Well, maybe you should loosen up. Hey, yes, maybe I should loosen up. It's basically like Spuds McKenzie lives on the ship and is teaching all the squares how to dance. <laughs> it's the return of the outrageous Okama. Okampa? Uh, yes, the outrageous Kaiokampa. Wait, no. <laughs> Ocampo was what Kess was. Now I'm really confused. Yeah, I, I'm completely lost in it now. Yeah, that's all right. Ocampo, only... Opa- who is outrageous? Okana. Okana. Man, yes. fuck this show. <laughs> no, you know, we're talking about three different series. There's only so many syllables, and, and there's that K sound. <laughs> so, you know. Uh Oh, and then I have this note. God, I hate Neelix and Voyager and living. Uh huh. Yeah. I like just... your note here. We shared a body once. Remember? That doesn't sound likely. 
Well, yeah, you had the note that uh, that your wife is like, oh, this will change Tuvok forever. No. Sure won't. <laughs> it's it's Voyager. Nothing changes on this show. No. Come on. Status quo. Uh, let's go ahead and do my quote, which is at one point Tuvok is trying to remember what he's like and, mm-hmm. and, and, and what he, you know, what he's into. And he starts listening to some jazz. Mm-hmm. Enter. What are you listening to? A selection from Tom's jazz database. It really swings. Because if I think one thing about Tuvok, it's his love of jazz. Oh, yeah. Now, I want to talk about this for a second. Okay. Um, Because this uh, he uh Tuvok goes yeah i got this up i got this from voyager or i got this from voyager mm-hmm. i got this from uh tom paris it's from tom his voyager music yeah tom voyager no i got this from tom paris it's from his music collection now tom literally they made a point of saying he sold his music collection last episode that okay, just but, fucking happened but if i gave someone my music collection it would be like a disc or a drive with copies of my music i wouldn't be giving them the only copies i had yes but you're forgetting this is star trek where books are written down on pads and you have to have a bunch of them i guess that's true tom paris definitely sold his entire music collection which was on one pad well fair enough well not his entire music collection maybe just the good stuff <laughs> Or maybe just the bad stuff. Here, I'm going to save this shitty jazz so I can give it to Tuvok when he gets bonked on the noggin next week. Look, he's not Cisco. He doesn't have a crazy jazz brain. (laughs) That is an actual phrase someone used to describe Avery Brooks, by the way. I I, I love that so much. Avery's crazy jazz jazz brain. That sounds like a a novel, like a Mm -hmm. a, a young adult novel. Avery Brooks and the crazy jazz brain. (laughs) Anything else? Uh, no. Me neither. I did not like either of these episodes, man. These episodes were both really fucking shitty. Yeah. This is, I think, our lives. I mean, the show got better than we thought for quite a while, but uh, I think this might be it for us. At this point, I'm just clinging to the... I'm just clinging to the idea that good episodes might come back. Maybe, but uh, next next time, we're doing one called Dragon Teeth. So... (laughs) Probably not. See you, folks. No, 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 no. I got some stuff to plug. We're not see you, folksing just yet. Christ. Because next week we are taking a break. We are taking a break. We are, uh, as I mentioned, uh, we used to do a crossover with the Drunken Time Travel podcast. The Drunken Time Travel podcast. Yeah, I can say that. Drunken Time Travel podcast. That thing I just said correctly the first time. Drunken Time Travel podcast. Sadly, is no longer with us, but its hosts are. And uh, so we've we've switched it up just a tiny bit. Now we're calling it our Christmas special. Once a year, mm. uh, uh, the two of us will exchange an episode of a genre show with uh, the, the Irish Gav and English Gav. Uh, and they will review what we give them, and we will review what they give us. Mm. And it will be fun. And that's happening next week. We will be doing that. Uh, we, we chose uh, something fairly obscure. Uh, they, they chose something a little less obscure, but but still definitely not in the scope of the show um and they're both christmas episodes of, of genre shows so mm-hmm. uh, should be should be a fun time that'll be next week and it's a week where we don't have to watch voyager so that's good oh i'm so excited and then after that we have to do an episode called dragon teeth so this look the worst forward christmas to that. ever yeah that one will be dropping on christmas day so there's your present we'll we'll be recording it before then but yes uh, but the episode will drop on enjoy the most uh most podcasts take that week off 
Uh, we used to, but you know, that means another extra week later we got to do Voyager. So yeah, like rip this Band-Aid off, won't we? We're done in June, so so that's good, and then we can move on to the next thing. And even if it's no good, at least it's different. That's what I'm telling myself now. Yeah. So all right, now now you can say your thing. See ya, folks. The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2016. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this.